High Drama in the Ladies' Loo. They were an old gang. College mates and others added over the years, all used to each other for a good long time. The peachy-faced honey was a fresh transplant, Nanda's new bride. She'd heard about them all from Nanda, even met them at the wedding, but she didn't know them as she'd known her own friends. They sat at a small table littered with many half-filled bowls of fries and salted nuts and glasses emptied to varying degrees. Chairs were crammed around and everyone contributed vociferously and often simultaneously to the discussions. Honey was the only one who didn't weigh in. Her shining eyes flew from one to the other. They spoke on subjects she didn't know much of, politics and sport and travel. She was a bit younger than them, the first spouse to enter the group, and from another city, too many points of distance. They were too damn witty and needled each other constantly. Everyone was the butt of some joke and no one seemed to take the blindest bit of umbrage. They laughed as heartily as the others and redirected the barb elsewhere. Could she ever be that coolly nonchalant? Nanda leaned back and put his arm around her. She smiled happily into his face. I'm still getting used to your friends. Chill, Nanda. He squeezed her shoulder and in a moment was back with his elbows on the table going hell for leather with someone about something to do with taxation. She was four years younger than the youngest of them and six years younger than Nanda and none of her friends ever talked of things like this. It was going to be exciting. The group rallied around and made place at the crowded table for one more. Preeti. They ploughed into her for being late, but she waved it off coolly, her ruby lips and pearly teeth a stark contrast to her plain black dress. She had a very animated face, and when she walked into a room, every other woman immediately felt dowdy. Honey felt it too. Her lovely dress, part of her trousseau, still shining with newness, felt irrelevant. The air came surging out of the cushion she'd been plumped up on all evening. Her hands picked at the tiny seed pearls on her evening bag and she bristled for the first time that evening when Nanda manoeuvred his chair to make place for the newcomer. She was evidently the darling of the group. It wasn't anything she herself did or said, but the others treated her so, including, she noticed jealously, Nanda. He introduced Honey to her and they smiled at each other and pressed fingers across the width of Nanda's body. But Honey's heart wasn't in that smile. She instinctively didn't like this one, especially as the pretty Preeti held her eyes gently and expressed the hope that they'd be good friends. Hypocrite, Honey thought. It's not my friendship she's interested in. The evening sped on, with more drinks and food coming and going with predictable regularity. The pretty Preeti had an obnoxious habit of touching people when she spoke, Honey noticed. She laid her slender fingers with their red 
tipped talons on Nanda's arm when she interrupted him to make her own point. And through Honey's suddenly green, green eyes, she was a blot on the evening. She didn't appreciate her wit or her humour. She didn't like her simple elegance. She didn't care that she hardly ate or drank anything. She hated the fact that she was sitting on the other side of Nanda and wished that instead of coming late, she hadn't come at all. Honey lost touch with the ebb and flow of the banter across the salted peanuts. Twice she caught the gaze of one of the other girls across the table. She'd responded with a smile twice already. Now what could she do? She didn't want to look like a dumb doll, never talking or saying anything intelligent in all this flurry of conversation and only smiling like an idiot. So she avoided her glance, but she still felt its warmth on her occasionally. Nanda, whom she'd importuned a half dozen times not to worry about her, was now actually not worrying about her and that was causing her further disgruntlement. And she blamed that on Preeti too. A discreet glance at her wrist told her it had been over two hours since they'd arrived. She decided to make a temporary breakaway. She whispered something to Nanda, who waved his arm vaguely towards some dark part of the room. As she scraped back her chair, her eyes fell upon those blood-tipped claws resting on Nanda's shirt sleeve and an angry tide rose within her. The other woman, the gentle one across the table, indicated she'd join her and Honey fought to get her temper under control. No need for everyone to know how the pretty Preeti had got under her skin. I'm Nelly, in case you missed my name, she said kindly and Honey felt a flood of warmth towards her for understanding. Nelly knew her way about and led Honey confidently to the lady's loo. An old attendant snored gently in a corner and the two girls looked at each other and giggled companionably. The night was still young, but evidently too old for that poor thing. Nelly was chatting on in a friendly way and Honey was smoothing her dress, checking it in the full-length mirror front and back and thinking how nice it was to have started making a friend so soon when Nelly said, totally out of context with her previous sentence about the difficulty of getting a good dressmaker, don't worry about Preeti, my dear. I can see you don't like her, but I'll make sure Nanda is safe. And you too. I'll take care of everything. Men can be a bit foolish about women sometimes, and Nanda more than others. But I've known him a long time, and I'll set him straight. This was exactly what she'd feared, seeing that scarlet woman and her too easy behavior with her husband. But thinking something, however scandalous, and having it said aloud, are two very different things. She was shocked at Nellie's implications and terrified at what that meant for her marriage. What do you mean, Nellie? she said, trying to be strong. I saw nothing improper. All of you are old friends. True, quoth Nellie. But did you see me squeezing in between the men or leaning forward in that provocative way? or laying my hands possessively on any of them. That's Preeti and her sleazy way with all men, married or unmarried. And especially Nanda. She always had her sights on him. But I told you, don't worry, I'm here 
and I'll keep Nanda tight and true to you. She looked insistently into Honey's eyes and held her shaky hands hotly in her own, making Honey very uncomfortable. Honey pulled away and opened a tap and ran her hands under the stream of cool water, patting her flushed face. Even if Preeti was as predatory as Nelly said she was, how shameful to have given such an impression to a virtual stranger that her barely a month-old marriage was already on the skids. You must be mistaken, Nelly. I wasn't thinking anything like that. And besides, Nanda and I love each other and I don't doubt him. Nelly sneered a little meanly. Men will be men, darling. Grow up. And Honey didn't like the sound of that at all and it really got her back up. That may be true, but it's also true that Nanda is Nanda and he's a good man, she stated as sternly as she could, intensely disliking the tone of Nelly's insinuations. Mercifully, the loo door burst open. But it was Preeti herself who barged in and Honey's words hung heavily in the uncomfortable silence. Hostility flowed in a triangle, with everyone raging silently at someone and the attendant's rhythmic snores the only sound in the silence. Nelly moved in next to Honey and put her arm around her shoulders. Honey froze. What on earth had she precipitated with her stupid jealousy? She heard Nanda's voice calling through the door. Is she okay, Preeti? Oh God, Honey, are you all right? And she would have run to him, her only safe port in this crazy storm, if Preeti hadn't been standing in front of the door, with those scarlet-tipped hands on her hips, looking strangely fierce, eyes flicking between Nelly and Honey. Honey and Nelly. What poison have you been dripping into her ears? Preeti snapped at Nelly, her eyes sharp and narrow with anger, and all the laughter gone from her voice. He's married now. And he's chosen her, and that's the end of that. You had your chance, but he wasn't interested, and you have to accept that. Honey felt the arm drop from off her shoulder, and a brief sideways glance almost caused her knees to buckle. The kind face had dropped like a mask, and Nellie's teeth glinted diamond hard as she bit out an expletive. Bloody do-gooder, Preeti! A few more minutes and I'd have messed her up completely and that would have put pay to any silly notions of marital bliss. You really should learn not to interfere in other people's business, Miss Goody Two-Shoes. And picking up her handbag and pushing past Preeti, she flounced out of the loo with a furious toss of her head. Honey was on the verge of collapse and Preeti had her in her arms in a trice, the red-tipped fingers no longer talons but lifelines to cling to. She had Honey safe in a chair even before Nanda could come charging into the ladies, wailing that he'd never have thought Nelly would stoop so low. He was down on his haunches in front of Honey, looking entreatingly into her face, begging her forgiveness for exposing her to such an ugly situation. He hadn't noticed that Nelly had followed her. Thank God Preeti had seen and felt uneasy enough to point it out to him. It was all his fault and on and on and on until his insistent male voice finally punctured the slumbers of the attendant and she started shrieking that gents not allowed here, sir. Honey gazed around, still a bit shocked. But suddenly, just 
cracked up at the ridiculousness of the situation. She still reeling from her spectacular lack of judgment, Nanda at her feet and overflowing with contrite wordiness, Preeti standing beside them both like a pillar of strength and the loo attendant shrieking her head off at Nanda to please leave lady's room, sir, or I call security. Nanda quietened her with a fistful of goodies from his wallet and turned around to receive a playful smack from Honey. That's for being disloyal to me. The fact that you didn't know me then is no excuse. And the fact that you may or may not have reciprocated her feelings, here Nanda crossed his hands over his chest. Never, never, never ask any of them, he insisted earnestly. But that's still no excuse, Honey berated him and whacked him playfully with her beaded handbag while Preeti gurgled with laughter and the old woman counted her pickings and tucked them away discreetly. They were still joking and teasing when the door inched open and it was one of the boys. We are holding off a half dozen angry women outside here. So if you guys have quite finished your private party, we'd appreciate it if you'd kindly take the laughter outside. They scrambled out of the loo and back to the table, Honey's hand firmly gripped in Nanda's and her heart secure again too. Everyone sat down, but this time... Honey patted the chair next to her as she looked gratefully up at Preeti. My gosh, had she got the bull by the tail? Phew!